Uh, so, Kane, for part two, we're going to be looking back on your time at Top Field. How long did you spend at Hitchin in the end? Oh, good question, actually. I think it was about, yeah, I'd say about three, four years, I think. Three, four, yeah, three, four years. And, yeah, they're brilliant years. I can't can't fault them one bit. I'm sure we're going to get into great detail with them now. Yeah, we are. Did yeah, you... we are. Uh, maybe some details that you won't want to be revealed. Uh, but, you know, we can edit stuff out if there's anything you don't want to get into. But let's just say I tweeted Brett Donnelly the other day. I said, Brett, have you got any embarrassing stories? And rather than being replied by a tweet, he sent me a whole direct message on Twitter because he couldn't fit them all into one tweet. Uh, so just, be, you know, bear that in mind. I think that's the reason this has got to be a part one and part two because of yeah. all these questions. Um, but what what do you miss the most about playing for Hitchin and those teammates? I think we we can all say we probably weren't the best technically, but the camaraderie there was uh, outstanding. Every, like the, just the belief and everyone got on. There was no bad egg in there. It was you go there and have a laugh. But when it got down to it and the training and the football, it was it was spot on. And we we done so well for so many years there. I think I missed the missed the banter with them. All them boys, like the coach journeys uh, away from home and just like, yeah, just, just them boys. It's so hard at the minute because normally we'd have our, we'd meet up and go winter one down at Christmas time. And obviously we couldn't do that due to COVID at the minute. But hmm. yeah, I, I sort of miss all that and just the banter with them boys. So um, who who was the most in, inspirational person for, for you at your time in Hitchin? <sighs> Sorry. Don't say Brett. Brett, just whatever you do, don't yeah. say oh, no. <laughs> uh, now, he was he was a big influence as one of the, the older players. He could have a laugh and a joke, but he was very, very serious. Um Robbie Burns, when he was there, he'd been around and he was Burnsy, he could he could just pluck anything out, he'd score goals whenever you needed him to. Um another Simon Martin, my one of my first two years there, old, old head. And he was he was brilliant, I think. Bringing such a young, young team through. And being at the back, we had um obviously Dan Webber still there. Yeah. He was still young when I was playing there, but he was yeah, he was excellent. And I can't I can't fault any of them. They're all, yeah, brilliant. Have you come back to watch Hitchin at all this season? I'm sure I saw you at one game, maybe with MJ there as well. Have you been to watch a few times? Yeah, I always come. Uh, whenever I can, come watch a game. Because when they played on the old Monday night, it was perfect for me because we had we didn't have a game in the evening or training. So I'd come down and watch that, mostly on a on a weekday. But no, they, they've done really, really well. Like you said, my I think my second year after I left, they got to the first round. Obviously, they come to that game against Solihull and they were unlucky, to be fair. But Berkey and Park's doing a great job and obviously now Digger's in, dug, in a dugout. God knows how he's got in there, but yeah. <laughs> you did yeah it's well always fun that. to interview, interview Brett after the game. Anyway, that's something we do miss. And we, sure. we think we did a full interview of him back last year in that uh, in the lockdown last year. It was all really good to... Uh, to talk to him. Now, one thing I'd love to hear from you about is kind of the step up from Hitchens League to Boreham Wood level. Now, now you signed for them in 2017 uh, after having a few trials, actually, which we'll talk about in a bit. But what's the main what's the main difference between playing at Step 3 and then the National League? I don't think there was a, a massive difference looking at it now. When I first joined, it was somewhat, it was quicker. It was um, more physical. I didn't think it'd get more physical, but it did. <laughs> but yeah, a lot quicker and technically they were very good. But I thought when I first joined Bournemouth, I didn't think I'd play. I think I mentioned that a few times when I was there. I didn't think I'd play straight away coming in as a, a 20-year-old. I thought it's a big step up for me. It's like two leagues thinking I'm not going to play as much, but I settled down really well. But I don't think there's much difference. Like you see Wrighty going straight in there, 
uh, Lenchi playing and same with MJ. I think there's a lot of players that could have played could have played the level that I'm playing at, just haven't got the right luck or just, just the right timing, really. Yeah, or workload, really. I mean, you, you work so hard when I see, the, I mean, a couple of games that I've, I've watched you, um, your, your, your amount of workload that you put in is unbelievable. Yeah, I think in that position as a wing-back, you're sort of expected to do both sides of it. You need to attack, but you need to get back as well. And I'm quite grateful that I've, I'm, I'm naturally quite fit, mm. but I prefer attacking more than I do defending. But then I think I know as soon as you're attacking, I think, I've got to get back. So yeah, you're yeah. doing 70, 80 metres just to get back in. But no, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Lovely. I mean, you gradually shifted, have you, from kind of a right back to a right wing back? Was that just going from hitching to that change of formation at Boreham Wood, obviously, of the back three? Or was that kind of always going to happen, just how much you attacked when you were on the books at top field? Well, we played a few uh, 3-5-2s for hitching and I really enjoyed it there. And sitting down with Berkey before... I went and got the move. We spoke about finding a team that does play three-five-two, and that would that would suit me. And I don't think I don't know if Bourne would play three-five-two before I got there, but they did when I when I first joined. And it was, it was yeah, it was made for me really. I, I loved it, and I, I really took it into one of my own. I think, and I'm just grateful to still be at this level and, and playing week in week out. What convinced you to sign for them and that they were the right club? Obviously, it's interesting to hear that you were talking to Berkey about it and he was helping you make the right move. But was Luke Garrard, did he seem like he was really up for signing you? Yeah, I went in on, a, I think it might have been a Saturday. So I went in on a Saturday and they had a train session. It wasn't at the Astro they've just built. It was like around the corner, I think, on on a park. And it was it was weird, but I played done really well. And um, he wanted to sign me straight away and just after like you mentioned the trials, after having all them setbacks with the trials and you've done one session, you know, and the manager really wants you, it's, it's a relief. And I think it was a perfect club for me. It's, it's around the corner, 35 minutes, not even that. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. And I think he, he helped me, the chairman helped me in, in decide whether to, to sign or not. But yeah, it's been, been brilliant. Have you got any uh, any advice to young kids that are possibly coming through? I mean, I know I know like work hard and everything like that, but uh, any anything that they can look out for? Any little tips or anything that you could give somebody? Yeah, of course. I think um, I think the main one is a lot of people will say when they're young, if you're not come through an academy, then you, mm. you've got hardly any chance of making it. And I know I played at Russian Nevada long, and I went to um, I was at Luton for a few years before, but I didn't go straight. I was never in an academy for that long. I um I played that obviously went to the Hitchin, they went at Bulldog in the arena they do or the with the Pro Direct Academy they got there. I done that course and stuff like that, it really it makes you feel like you're a footballer, even though you're not at the time, it makes you feel like you're part of a footballer and you do what the pros do, you do it that. And I think you just gotta always um believe in yourself. Don't don't give up on anything. Don't think it's over just because someone says, Oh, you're sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, you're too you're too old now to try and make it because that's that's never the case. Hmm. But I think you need to be mentally strong as well. I think you need to, you get a lot of criticism, no matter if it's on social media or if it's in, on the pitch from the fans, but you need to sort of block that out. And just main thing is enjoy it as well. I think that's what I did when I went to, obviously the hitching, I played at, I didn't, I didn't get anywhere. I was playing at Lee Sports, PSG, playing Perton, no, playing my boys down there. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And that sort of got me loving football again and on to hitching where I enjoyed a fair few years there. 
Absolutely no, that's great to hear. Us. My brother's at Perton at the moment. My dad's managing his team. I used to play for them as well. So it's, I think Dan Webb played for them too when he was younger. So mm. great to hear that link between the two clubs. Anyway, really interesting. It shows how far you can come. Um, one thing I'd love to ask you about is these trials you had. I'm right in saying West Brom Palace you went to and then loads of clubs int- had interest in you. I mean, what was it like? Did you have to keep your feet, the, feet on the ground? I mean, what happened with the trials? Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was nothing... Nothing was said for ages and then Palace just popped out of nowhere and I remember it being on the ticker tape on, on Sky Sports and I'm thinking this just seems so weird. Like, what's my name doing scroll, scrolling <laughs> yeah. across? It was, yeah, it was brilliant for me. Um, I don't have no regrets from it because I thought I'd done really well on the trials. Berkey come and watched me a few times as well and thought I'd done well. It was just one of them where I wish I knew that something was going to be concrete before I went on them trials. But at the same time, I think it helped me out knowing what it was like to be in a professional environment, knowing how much effort the pros put in before I sort of become one. Because it, it is like people think it's uh, you turn up and play football, but it is hard work behind the scenes. Like you're training two, three sessions a day. You've got to watch what you eat, etc. But no, it's been, I, I enjoyed it. You go into clubs like, Crystal Palace and you see in the first team train you think we're not watching a match of the day on Saturday and now I'm seeing Wilfred Zahar run around everywhere but yeah it, is, it was brilliant and um, yeah I was grateful for the opportunity So Freddie you want to get into some of these Brett Donnelly questions see if we can stir the pot a little bit Let, Let's do that let's do that <laughs> um, so Brett's just sent me kind of a list of bullet points so I think I'm just because I, I don't I don't know anything about these to be honest I can have some guesses but I don't really want to um, but I'll just read out each bullet point the first one is getting arrested in Benidorm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah that speaks for itself it was um, yeah in the season four in Benidorm we always do every year um We've no, it like you know, Brett. He's he got us in the bar at 10 o'clock. All of us wanted to have breakfast with a little orange juice, but he made us have a beer with it at about 10 o'clock in the morning. So everyone was struggling by about midday. Um, we ended up we're all in fancy dress, by the way. So everyone had to buy a fancy dress for each other. So I was in some like Mr. Kamat, like some Chinese little outfit with a hat on. <laughs> on it. I was literally had speedos on, I think. Brilliant. Uh, we were walking, we went to Birking and it turned to eat and um, I found a wet floor sign. I just thought, where everyone's drunk, I thought, oh, I'll just pick it up and take it out. So everyone's having a laugh and a joke and um, come to a road and I put it in the middle of the road and we were holding all these cars up and there was like 16, 17 of us. Parks was dressed as a baby, being Berkey, oh Jamaican outfit and he was bouncing around everywhere. And um, what we didn't know was five cars back was um, a police car. So um, they've come out with their baton. <laughs> it's whacking every single one of us. Everyone didn't know what was. They arrested me. They put me up against the car, and everyone was trying to get me out. I think Maka, Johnny McNamara, started crying at one point, asking Brett why he take him. My so yeah, God. I got chucked in the back there. And honestly, I still think of it every day, thinking I looked at myself and I was in flip flop speedos, just like moustache round there, thinking, what am I doing in the back of a police car? But yeah, they look. They took me up to the top of the hill, gave me a few whacks, and then told me to run home. So yeah, it weren't too bad. Brilliant. Well, from Benidorm to Birmingham, I've now he's now put the fake tan incident in Birmingham. And Brett's put in brackets. He won't answer that. Kane Smith, are you going to tell us about the fake tan incident in Birmingham? <laughs> I can't answer that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
Fair enough, fair enough. Um, and then the third one, uh, the bet I have with him regarding passing his driving test. Yeah. Um, obviously, when I first joined Hitchin, Brett sort of made his own business. So we started working with him, me and a couple of the boys. Brooksy was there. And um, he wanted to get Brooksy driving. So he, Brooksy was driving, got him on the van, insured on the van. And I was still thinking, oh, I don't need to drive. What am I doing? Don't do that. And I wish I didn't. I tried to, I failed my theory twice and he said to me, he goes, if you pass your test before um, Leah does, his daughter, because we'll give him 50 quid. And it's been going on now for about four years. And by the way, Leah was about 15 at the time as well, I think. So she couldn't even legally drive. Um, but she, I think she, bless her, she just failed her test and I've got mine coming up. So before her, so 50 quid still in order, I think. So Fingers well, crossed. let us know, and we'll announce we'll announce the winner on the podcast anyway. At some point, we can have a bit of a celebration if you win. But yeah, you'll just have you'll have you'll be thinking of Brett the whole way through the driving test. I mean, that's <laughs> not going to be helping you. No, no don't, don't do tell that. Me that. So, okay, well, um, how long did it take you to learn to how to dig a hole? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I think I'm still learning now. Honestly, it was uh, yeah, we Brooksy caught it like that and I was still scratching around the hole with my little bucket and spade I think but yeah I, I enjoyed them days I can't fault them one bit I think that made me who I am today really that sort of environment um and I, I love it I'm so I, I get told I'm so non-league all the time but I, I don't think I'd have it any other way really cool no that's good to hear and then the free kings card game was that part of the coach journeys to away games because i mean i've been on a few of them sitting towards the front of the coach and we all know exactly what's going on at the back and we're never told about how much money is handed over but we hear it's fairly large sums so what's this all about <laughs> all right it, get, it does get lively the, the old free card brag it was it's one of them where we were i don't know we might have played away from home but a few of us would always stay behind the crisp club would always stay behind after a game uh, on a Saturday we're in the Canary Club somehow still about half of them at night still in our full tracksuits singing karaoke in the Canary Club <laughs> somehow carried on um, but yeah I think it was five or six of us were playing three card brag and uh, I've I've turned over a prile of aces and that's probably that's the second best hand in the game I'm thinking I've won this and Brett keeps going in and yeah we're chucking big money here must have gone six seven times across from each other and he literally said to me he goes like, I'm, I pay your wages. I know how much you earn. Please just like, we'll sort it fold. And I just thought, I've got the second best hand in the game. So for, yeah, second best hand in the game. I think I've, I've won this. And uh, yeah, he goes and pulls over three aces that beat me. And uh, yeah, it was one of them where I could not believe it. I thought he cheated me out. I couldn't believe it. But yeah, the he jury, always has that one up to still me. still out on that one, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, how how often did you miss a shift at the Green Man because he made you stay behind for beers at the end of the game? <laughs> oh, I know. It was, um, they were really good, to be fair. The, the manager at the time, he loved his football. So every time I said to him, I'll be back by this time, he'd be like, yeah, it's fine. I think I missed a few to get <laughs> to get back. Then boys, they'd all be like, oh, I stayed for a beer. And I'm like, oh, I've got to go and work. But yeah, I forgot about that, really. It's funny you mentioned it. <laughs> like, like, but yeah, I wish. Yeah, it was weird looking back on it now. I don't. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I think it was brilliant. No, I, I love how just listing these individual things, the memory comes straight back to you. You know the you know the exact memory. Um, now there's one, Lucas Kirkpatrick. He's got in touch as well. Uh, I think he. Who's he at now? The I think the club's defeated me anyway. But uh, yeah. he's asked what your favourite part of Biddeford away was. 
<laughs> he he does not want me to answer that, I can assure you. I think it was a nil-nil draw he went all the way there for, I think, on the night before. But now, nah, or Bristol, Bristol night out, I think, was the best bit about Biddeford. But yeah, he does right. certainly answer that question because he'd get in a lot of trouble. Uh, and one more from Brett. He said, would you win a fight against Johnny McNamara? Live on BT Sport, I'm sure. <laughs> Johnny McNamara. Oh, I'd have to back myself against him. 100%. I, I know how much of a baby he is half the time and he cries a lot. So I'd, I'd 100% have him. <laughs> Have you? Are you? Are you um, I've, I mean, I'm switching lane now. Are, are you? Are you aware there's a new uh, cafe and burger bar at, at Hitchin Town Football Club now? Yeah, yeah. It, I've I tried it personally. It's lovely. I can't. I'm thinking. I'd rather be in a stand and play football and watch that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Best no. thing about commentating, Kane. That's the yeah. best thing. The food. Let's come join you one day. You're more yeah. than welcome. <laughs> yeah. Always welcome to come on. But um, before we go and finish up part two. Uh, do you have any embarrassing stories about Brett? Because it's always Brett dishing it out on people. Please, you've got three minutes, 30 seconds. Get the most embarrassing one about Brett that you can say here on the Canary Club podcast. We would love to hear it. I'm going to have to think of one, I think. Brett. There's no insurance included. Somehow he gets away with a lot of things, but I'm trying. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely find one for you. I can't think one on the top of my head, but I'll definitely find one for you. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to that. Yeah. We certainly do. But, Kane, thanks for joining us. Good luck tomorrow night against Torquay. Let's see you at Wembley and not in crutches this time anyway. Uh, let's have you there. Playoff final, Boreham Wood. And what an FA Cup run as well. Congratulations on that. Great stuff for the club financially as well. It's a great time to be a Boreham Wood fan or a Boreham Wood player. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. I don't really do this stuff, but yeah, it's been been brilliant. Thank you. We appreciate it. You're most welcome. No, thank you ever so much for coming on. Hopefully you can do some commentary of us one day and yeah, sample that Canary Kitchen burger again. Um, stay safe. Good luck tomorrow. Uh, get into that fifth round uh, of the FA Trophy. By the way, uh, you will play the winner of Halifax Town or Southport. So not the worst draw, actually, uh, if you win that. But yeah, get there. Uh, get to that fifth round and bring the FA Trophy to Borenwood. Kane Smith, thanks again. Thank you very much. Cheers.